when you play in the city of Philly, it's always big expectations, you know? Fans out here are really passionate about this team, the players, and this game, man. They hold guys to a standard. It's a great buzz rolling around here. It's always go. You gotta have a hard shell to be here. You know, this city, they want you to win. We're gonna prove to you that we're the best. It starts here each and every day. It starts in the weight room, the film room. We approach the day like every rep is the most important rep of our life. We have some great leaders on this team. We have some great personalities. Out here about to whoop some ass. The only people that really understand what you go through is the people you play next to. It's just really exciting to see the young guys grow. We do got some dogs back there. Let's go! Word for me has been consistency. We line it up, do it again. It takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Don't take nothing for granted. We all here for one goal, and that's the win. Philadelphia Eagles, they always been tough. Heart and toughness, that's everything Philadelphia is made of. That's the dog mentality right there. When that cage opens up, our teeth are snarling, we're drooling, we're hungry and ready to hunt. That's what a team does. Now turn that music up. Let's go. I'm out here trying to whoop their ass every day. Sack Owens, he smacks down. He fires. Touchdown, Goddard. Just say I'm not gonna hold back. Hell yeah! I feel like I'm a weapon of mass destruction. You're gonna tell your story today. Touchdown, Lane Johnson. He fires. It's not about who's the toughest. It's about who's the toughest the longest. You can't do that, dumbass. Great fake. In for the touchdown. That's our QB. Don't stop, keep going. That's how you make a play. Get down. We don't even care because we're going to be dogs at this. Unbreakable evil. You are a whole different breeze. The standard has been set. The only direction is to rise. Well, what's up, folks? It is Friday Eve, Thursday night, for those who like to keep track of the days of the week, and it is episode 156, and we are back live at the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studios here in Tampa, Florida, where today it got to about 89, 90-ish degrees, just about average, as we start strolling halfway through September into October, and yes, out in the Atlantic, we do have a hurricane, which they named it, or I'm sorry, a tropical storm. Let me calm it down, first of all. Tropical storm. Fiona, but for those of us here that were at Tampa Joe's last weekend, it's Tropical Storm Fuji because he brought it better than the hurricane winds as the man got fired up so much that he almost had to be escorted out of the building. Not true. I just threw it in there. It's absolutely not true. But nevertheless, he is here. Dylan is here. And also super fans, Sean Young and Barry V in the house as they were talking about their caves set up the passion they have for the birds just like we do, and more importantly, that win that almost got away. Yes, almost got away last week. But we hope that we will see Jonathan Gannon turning things around coming up this weekend because we already know from what we understand on Monday, they were talking about he was on a hot seat. It's too early yet to be putting people on the hot seat. So what we hope for is obviously to get things turned around here. Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni talked about in a press conference of how much they're going to make some adjustments. So just hang in there. We'll see what the Eagles will do here week two at home versus the Vikings. And everyone knows 
you can't take the Vikings too lightly unless Nick Foles is in the house. And we know how that ended up for Minnesota. So with that all being said, we thank everyone for tuning in from Africa, overseas, Italy, Germany, Ireland, China, Russia, to North America, our friends to the North, and of course, Mexico, Brazil, and everywhere in between. We thank you for tuning in. As we said, it is going to be a jam-packed show tonight. We hope everyone truly enjoys it. And of course, the guy on the other side I'll bring in here momentarily, Mike Fuji, back from Tampa. And if you guys went down to Tampa Joe's this past weekend, thank you for supporting not only the restaurant, but obviously the employees and tipping them as well as you guys did because, of course, that keeps money and food to their families on the table. So we appreciate everyone who supported Philly to South to come out there for the game. It was a lot of fun. Sorry if the audio didn't go too well. Unfortunately, when you go live on locations, things do happen. But once again, we thank everyone who came out and supported. We do appreciate it. And of course, for Rick Marcus busting out the Southwest Airlines hat, because as he told me on Sunday, I'm free to move about the country as the way Southwest used to say before. So with that all being said, Hang on as I bring the entire gang here on momentarily. We thank you once again for tuning in. I'm Angel. Welcome to Broad Street South. Of course, I could say the man, the myth, the legend, but if I say that, he already knows it. So it's okay, but it is the Godfather. Nonetheless, here is Mike Fuji. And now he get Fuji's fired up and you can't say he muted his own mic. Don't blame me that time. That had nothing to do with me. So don't blame me. That was your own glitch. That's what you get from muting your own mic. But go ahead, Fuji. <laughs> NFL week two kicking off very soon. Four days away from the Eagles home opener against the Vikings. Angel, how are you? Sean and Barry in the house of Super Eagles fans. Let's get the party rocking. Get the show started. Let's go. Now, I will say, as fired up as Fuji gets, you guys have no idea, no idea that the way he so he got everybody jumped up out of their skin come last Sunday because no one was expecting it. Fuji was behind. You guys got to imagine, okay, a laptop. I'll just bring my phone up for a second. If you look just a pair of eyes over the laptop lid, that was Fuji. And then out of nowhere, busts out, first of all, the Eagles chant, number one. Number two, just gets the crowd completely fired up. Then he starts yelling at me because, unfortunately, we were having a little bit of a tough time last Sunday. So he just tells me, come on, get me on the show. I need to get going. Oh, and speaking of Fuji, you do owe a young Dylan Spaulding here. I think a bit of a spanking for what he did for your introduction. So let's not forget that one because you two like to bust me every time I, if something happens. So I didn't forget about that one. And he is here on the show tonight. So Fuji, it, it's exciting. We love to see what's going on here with the Eagles. We hope that obviously this week we see them going 2-0, but we'll get into it with the rest of the gang here because, uh, matter of fact, you know what? Uh, let me let me bring the young lad up here. Let me bring him up. Therefore, you can tell him yourself the job that he did. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, boy, bringing the Ric Flair here. <laughs> Dylan, what's Woo! going on this evening? <laughs> <laughs> what is up, Angel? Fuji, I'm mini Fuji, if you weren't aware. Uh, Let's go birds, baby. Let's go birds. Let's go bluebirds, I should say. If you were to do an impression of me and, get, <laughs> and getting paid for it, you'd be fired. I will say. I will you are say, totally fired. 
I will yeah. say, I will say the best thing is when Chris Sack was on the show and said that me that me basically speaking, it sounded like you and Hulk Hogan had a love child. So I thought that was yeah. I heard that loud and clear. <laughs> but gentlemen, I just got to say, I'm happy to be on the show. It's a, you know, big night. We got a big weekend of football. I'll be at the USF game on Saturday. My Blue Jays, my Dunedin Blue Jays, top five right now, winning 3-2 in their semifinal matchup right now. Try to get to the championship. So I will be keeping updates there with that. But guys, I'm excited, man. We got football, the Bucks and the Saints. Let's beat up on those Saints. Finally, finally, keyword. Listen, you, you got to hope for it, right? Because right now, Tom Brady's been what 0-4 against the Saints. Yeah. So as it yeah. has the Bucks. So hey, and listen, there's always a saying for every Eagles super fan, there's always that Bucks super fan. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> See, now, now even the guys sleep. backstage are laughing at me because that's sleeping, not even true. My man, they're sleeping. Exactly. I was down there last week. I saw all this Bucks stuff hanging all over Tampa. I didn't even see one Bucks jersey. Only at the bar. The bartender had a Bucks jersey on. Get the hell out of here. That's kind of a rigged. That's rigged. Okay, that's a Phillies, Philadelphia Eagles bar. It's kind of rigged there. It's uh, not rigged. That's the and only with jersey that, I saw. Listen. It's not rigged. And Rick Marcus says, I want to know why Fuji wasn't in that video. Hello, all. What's up, Rick? Once again, thank you for the hat. Thanks for tuning in. Always, Rick. You And listen, you talk about some super fans. Rick, every time he works at Southwest Airlines in the break room, he makes sure he puts it up there on the big screen. So thank you to Rick and for Southwest Alliance, you know, to allow it to happen secretly. But no, more importantly, thanks, for Rick, for doing that What's uh, for us. We do appreciate Tom. What's going on? Hey, guys. And, uh, well, let's bring on the stars of the evening because we have not one, but two Eagles super fans in the house. First of all, Sean Young and Barry, thank you guys both for joining the show tonight. We truly do appreciate it. Well, oh, thank, thanks for having us. Thank you very much, guys, for having us on. We greatly appreciate it. Well, no problem whatsoever. And listen, before we get things underway with, with all the questions and everything else, I, I want to say something here personal. Well, hold on. I got one more comment coming in. The that one so that one manager was in a Packers jersey too, not rigged. That's true. That is true. <laughs> and it is true. So it definitely is not rigged. But listen, we all we all know that uh, through from time to time, uh, unfortunately, we go through some bad news uh, that we hope that it turns into some good news. So I, I want to say there's there's two two important people. Uh, one who's a, a good friend of the show. He came on with us uh, not too long ago. Juan Noonan, he's uh, going through uh, the cancer battle. He just started his chemo, and we hope him and his family uh, all support and love him. And everybody send out your prayers to him because it, it's vitally important to make sure that he, you know, they kick cancer where it should be. And not only that, I, uh, this afternoon I went to visit my uncle here locally because he's battling it as well. So for my uncle and, and the man, as his wife said, she said it perfectly, he's got a heart of gold. And uh, it's 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 not something that it, it people like to share. But for my uncle, he he's always been there. He's he's been a character. He, he I mean the the jokes when the Transams were were a thing that passed. He had his. So for for Juan and, and and for my uncle, you know, please send prayers out to everyone, not just to them. Obviously, to everyone in this world is suffering from an illness, from hard times, whatever it is, because we all need to unite to make sure that we all stay together in, in, in this. 
in this fight and in this battle. So we hope that he turns things around. I don't want to say what stage he's in because hopefully God will end up taking that away. So uh, God bless him. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm, I'm here for the moment. And I might end up uh, taking off here in momentarily, but I, I just hope that uh, as much as we can't stand cancer, thank God my mom's been 22 years into remission. She had it over back in 2000. My young niece had it just a couple of years ago. Thankfully she's been in remission. So cancer sucks. We all know it. But we hope for my uncle and the rest of our family who's all coming in to make sure to love and support him, uh, that everyone just, you know, just remembers that. So uh, sorry if I if I put that out there momentarily. But again, cancer sucks. We all know it. And we just hope it ends up going away. Amen. So, well said. Now, with that being said, as we take a look at that Eagles win and, and Barry, you had mentioned just before we get into your 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 monstrous fan cave, because we we from what we understand is obviously it, it's pretty big, but you had mentioned as far as like the defense and you talked about the game, how it didn't look right, obviously for game one. And we hope that the expectations are that they turn everything around here in week two. And I believe so, because as I mentioned to Fuji, as we talked about in the pregame show, again, the audio is kind of hard to come by. And that's why I put up the hype video again this week. But one thing I didn't mention was this was the first time last week when the entire starting O-line and D-line were actually together because during the preseason, none of them were put together for a series. So that was basically the first preseason week one Eagles game. So Barry, just starting off, like I said, before we get into uh, what it is to be a super fan for the Eagles, what are your expectations coming up this week against Minnesota Monday night? Oh, I I think we're going to see an entirely different uh, uh, defense. Offense, hey, you really can't you can find faults in any, in any game in any, any uh, instance. But when you put up 38 points, that's, that's wonderful. So uh, I, I think the offense is going to be explosive. The defense is going to tighten it up. They, and they admitted it. Coach Sirianni mentioned it uh, on Monday at his, at his press conference. They had a lot of things that needed to be worked on. And I'm sure that this week, uh, you know, they're not dumb. Uh, they see it just like we as fans, we've seen what uh, the problem was. And, uh, yeah, I, I look for the Eagles to come out and make a statement on uh, Monday night and show the whole country uh, what the Eagles are all about. I said it I said it two weeks ago. I, I'm predicting 12-5 and five for the year. Uh, of course, my, my glass is always half full. That's the way I am. That's the way I was brought up. But I really am excited for this team. They added so many. So many good pieces, both on more on defense than on offense. But when you add an A.J. Brown on offense, that's like adding five new playmakers because the, the cat is in a league by himself. And what he's going to do for that offense is going to be unbelievable with uh, Devontae Smith on the other side and uh, Dallas Goddard tight end and Quez Watkins and uh, Zach Pascal. Those two guys are going to add a lot to the team this year as well. I'm very excited. It looks like Miles Sanders is is ready to have a uh, a real great year, and good things are going to be. This is going to be an excellent year. I I, I just have that feeling. I've been a, I've been a whack job nut job fan since 1954. Holy moly, I'm old, but <laughs> I, I have I have as much excitement and passion in my body today for this team than than I've had in a long time. And uh, I'm I'm super jacked. I I. I one, uh, I told Don Smolensky, the president of the, of the Eagles at training camp, I saw him at Novacare, I said, he said, I was wearing, I think, a, a number 12 jersey. He said, well, we don't have number 12s on the active roster. And I said, I'm telling you, 
put the hatchet in. I'm ready. I can punt, <laughs> return punts or something. The oldest man in the history of the NFL. He laughed. He said, okay, we'll give you a call. I don't expect to get one, but. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm jacked up. And like I said, I think Monday night, the whole world is going to see what the Philadelphia Eagles are. We're, we're going to take it to the Minnesota Vikings. Remember, remember the championship game back in 2017, 2018 season when Minnesota came in and they marched right down the field. The first possession marked like like a hot knife through butter. And and everybody here in the locker room, oh, they were all downtrodden. I said, hey, it's it's the beginning of the game. Just wait, wait, give it time. And what I forget what the final score was, but we put a licking on them guys. And I predict that the Eagles are going to come out on, on Monday night and they're going to be smoking hot. We're going to be partying hardy here in the locker room Monday night. I think so. Because, again, it, it's – I think Fuji almost would have had a complete stroke and meltdown because he told Leslie Goodell that if Seth Joyner was there, Seth Joyner would be just pretty much jumping out of his skin. And, by the way, mentioning of Leslie Goodell, she was there as well, popped in on, on Sunday. It was nice hanging out with her all day long. Uh, with her boyfriend, it was really cool to to kind of kick back and and normally, of course, where we have her on a show, but it was just nice to kick back with her a little bit and and just have that one on one time with her and her boyfriend. So thank you to Leslie who who ended up uh, hanging out with us the entire game. But yeah, listen, we were all everybody was psyched up. We wanted to see what the Eagles were going to do. Obviously, Nick Sirianni talked about that he was going to do a balance RPO, but we saw it was what if I remember correctly, forty run plays on Sunday. Miles Sanders is trying to have that big year because he knows it's contract time coming up once again here shortly. He knows Boston Scott's there. I mean, we we just added the additional third back. So there's so much to be seen this season. And and I don't want to keep talking about it as far as like Jalen Hurts because I know that some people feel like I'll, I'll talk about him forever, but he knows he's also vying for his own life here with the Eagles. But I, I think so. I think come week two, is going, we're going to see a better product than we saw in week one. But Sean, I want to get to you as well, where, you know, we know that you guys are both super fans. So my question to you guys, before I turn over to the Godfather and over to uh, our our Tampa correspondent, even though he is a Bucks fan, to hold it against him. But (laughs) (laughs) either way, I I like to know. So what does it take, number one, to be a super fan? And number two, how much Eagles items, paraphernalia or Anything versus being like tickets or souvenirs, you name it, are in your own Eagles super fan caves. Who are you, who are you asking at this point? You, Sean. Okay. Um, what it takes, I mean, honestly, just a lot of passion and a lot of heart and um, sometimes a little bit of luck. Um, I mean, I, st- I started dressing up for games uh, – Back in it was September third of nineteen ninety five. It was the for who for what game. I went to pick up a buddy of mine for the game, and his brother was you know had the face paint and the jersey on. His brother's like, look, you know, I got a pair of shoulder pads. You want to throw them on? I'm like, yeah, what the hell, all right. So I grabbed them, put them on underneath the jersey, went to the game, had some fun with it a little bit, you know, just can you know continue going on, and just went every game and stuff. And then after a period of time, the cameras would catch you here and there. And they start doing some radio stuff and everything, and it just kind of blew up. It was it was first into it was I I still scratch my head that you know all the opportunities and all the the things that I've been involved, all the people that I've met and stuff. Uh, it just it doesn't make sense to me. But there's so many people out there that have the same passion and the same you know the same heart that I do. 
It's just that when you dress up for the games, it's about the attention. But if somebody's going to put the camera and give them a little bit of fun, I'm going to do it because that's just what I am. And that's who I am. Um, I, I, we were talking earlier uh, before the show started. I used to have like an unbelievable amount of stuff. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much stuff I had. But due to uh, some life changes and, and having to downsize a little bit, I've, I've gotten rid of about three-quarters of my stuff, giving away to kids, so to charities, to uh, some friends and stuff, giving away probably like about three-quarters of my uh, memorabilia. And I still have a decent amount of everything, stuff that I'm uh, that I'm good with, stuff that probably meant a little bit more to me uh, than some of the other stuff. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm good. I mean, if you want to talk about memorabilia, though, I mean <laughs> – Look at my man Barry back there with that place. You got two thousand square feet of just a you know a Taj Mahal. It's insane. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. You're the best. Now, Barry, from what what we understood and what we heard as the show's getting started here, uh, apparently the place that you have is is almost the two sizes of Lincoln Financial Field. Now, of course, I might be exaggerating, but then again, I may not because I have not visited out there yet. But from what I understand, Sean was telling us that you know the reason why. You ended up setting up your your fan cave, I guess, if, if to call it correctly. But the reason why you did it is because you wanted a place to have your family, your friends, and people come over and just hang out and 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 be part of it and, and together. So if if what I'm seeing is part of your fan cave, that is absolutely ridiculous because I feel like I'm watching you inside like ESPN Studios or something else with everything that's going on there in the background. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of it. Yeah. Uh, for those of the folks that know me, uh, I'm all about family, and I've always been that way. Uh, but being Italian, that's that's the way we were brought up. Uh, familia. Family comes first before anything. And uh, I've been so blessed my entire life uh, to have a uh, be so lucky to, to have. We had a business for 34 years. And uh, all, all that time during the 34 years, my wife Dawn, and she's an angel on earth. If there ever was an angel, it's it's, it's Dawn. And uh, all all our uh, time I was working there, uh, had the business gone, and it was a, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours. When you own your own business, there's no nine to five. It's like twelve hour days every day. And anyhow, uh, our, our plan was to when we finally uh, retire, we were going to build a home down in Florida. Uh, we have land down there. We got the land. And we were all set to go. And after 34 years, we sold the business. And uh, I just couldn't bring myself to leave the family and, and um, the kids and the grandkids. And, and I have, like, I've been blessed to have so many, to make so many friends. And I just couldn't put it in my mind to, to go down to Florida. So I, I waited for about maybe two months after we sold the, the store, after we had settlement, after we sold my business. <laughs> I sent my wife Dawn and our daughter Chevelle on a shopping spree down to the King of Prussia Mall oh, because boy. I wanted to I wanted to uh, throw the question at her and see what she thought about putting the uh, moving the Florida on hold and and letting me build this not me personally I don't know a hammer from a screwdriver but having that <laughs> having the locker room put an addition on the home and uh, so when she got when they got back from down at King of Prussia she was in a great mood she was she was really happy and. So I thought, this is it. If, any, if ever I'm going to do it, I'm going to ask her. So I, I asked her, I said, hey, hon, I said, what do you think of this idea? And I don't, don't jump the gun. Don't get upset. 
How about instead of going down there and building our home down there in Florida, we put that on hold and how about you let me build, have an addition built onto our home that will have a really big locker room where we can have all our family and all our friends here on game day. And to my surprise, she said, honey, you worked hard all your life. If that's what you want to do, that's what we're going to do. And we did it. I did it in a big way. It's 50 feet by 40 feet wide, 50 feet long by 40 feet wide. And originally it was going to be 100 feet long by 40 feet wide. Wow. I had the, I had the wooden stakes out in the field. We had a big football field here on our property. And I had the stakes out there. I sprayed them yellow because I've seen construction guys do that when they're building malls and what have you. And she came home one day. She said, honey, what, is, what are that, those wooden sticks out there? And they're, they're painted yellow. I said, well, that's where the locker room's going to be. She said, no, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. Now you're getting a little carried away. <laughs> so I had to cut it down in half. So, uh, but I, I'm very proud of it. It, uh, it. So many wonderful things have happened through uh, the locker room. And, and like I said, God has blessed me. If I would be called home tonight, I, I have no, no regrets. I, I, I've been very blessed and, and to make uh, so many friends and, and Eagles fans. I've said this on every show that I've ever been on. The best fans, bar none, and all of sports. I'm not talking just football. On all of sports, the best fans are Philadelphia Eagles fans. And I don't care where you go, you're not going to find a better fan than a Philadelphia Eagle fan. And when you make a friend with a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you have a, fa a friend for life. It's, it's, a, it's a bond like no other. And I'm very proud. I'm just one of the whack jobs. Sean and I, and we got a lot, of, a lot of publicity and what have you. But there's a lot of nut jobs out there that deserve a lot of credit, too. Because it, let's face it, like I said, 1954 is when I started being an Eagles nut. And we, I, I witnessed a lot of great football in all these years. But I'll tell you, I, I saw a lot of bad football, a lot of bad football teams. But, hey, Eagles fans, we, we don't care. We stick with the team 24-7, 365 days a year. Win, lose, or draw, we're, we're there back in our Philadelphia Eagles. And I'll tell you, in 2017, when we finally got that Super Bowl victory, happiest day, other than my being married, to, getting married to Dawn and, and having our children and our grandchildren, that day will always live in my heart forever. That was a, one of the greatest days of our lives. And one of the greatest parties Berks County or anywhere has ever, has ever witnessed. We, we were rocking this place. I'll tell you. No, oh, yeah, no, it, it would definitely work. Before I, I get into a couple more things here, Michelle G, it's been a while. Hello, gentlemen. And uh, Mike Klein, the president philosopher of Philly, the South, he says, Barry, where in Florida were you heading for? Obviously, he's going to say Tampa because, you know, we're, we're down here in Tampa. But he wanted to know, where, where were you thinking of retiring? Uh, Ocala. We have land in Ocala, Florida, horse country. Yep, that's uh, about an hour north from, from just about from where I am. So, well, that, yeah, it, that would actually be good. Now, as you talk about your fan cave here, the yes, one sir. thing that you uh, that you touched on, you say this is because of the people in the past, everything else you have, what you don't see – in Fuji's fan cave, it's just directly to the right of his shoulder. He has a Howie Roseman enshrinement. 
And it's, it's the man loves him so much that he's got it all over plastered around. He's got a picture with him. They, they broke bread a couple of years ago. He doesn't, he doesn't really say this a lot to a lot of people. So I'm, I'm letting out a little bit more than I learned over the weekend, but he broke bread with them. So he's got a, a table. It's him, Howie with their hands like this. And, and they've got the wine and the bread there. So, but he's very shy. He doesn't talk about it too much, but I, I wanted to share that there with you, Barry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I understand. Hey, Howie, Howie's a good guy. He gets a lot of bad routes, but you can't say anything bad about the offseason he had with uh, making that team, what, the changes, and the people he brought on board. I mean, it, it's it, that was remarkable, I think. He Go gets ahead. high marks for me for this year. He does. And and I, now I kid around a lot with, with Fuji, but yeah, Fuji, I mean, if now I will say, if anybody rides – how we and, and the reason why I always say this to everybody, and for those who, who tune in for the first time, thank you for tuning in. But the reason why I say it is because Howie Fuji's very, very, I mean, man, he's on Howie Roseman. And it, the only reason why he does because he's a passionate fan like the rest of us. And so I, I always like to tease him all the time. Now he does, in, in all seriousness, he does have B Doc on his right arm. That that's absolutely true. But the passion that he has. And that's why he writes Harry Roseman. But even Fuji, the, the guy that you have to convince in a room the most that Harry Roseman did a good job, even Fuji himself knew that he did a fantastic job this year. And who's to say he's done yet? Because, again, we, we know the trade deadline will end up coming up here just a couple more weeks. Who knows sure. what's going to happen? Hopefully we're, we're staying free and clear of any more additional injuries. But we don't know what's going to happen here You know, in, in just a matter of weeks during the deadline. Maybe we'll pick up somebody for the cheap. One never knows. But I just I hope things do get turned around. And uh, Fuji, I know you've been patiently waiting to ask some questions here. So, sir, I yield the floor to you. Okay. So I know I've known you for you know, quite a few years. Um, I think I believe I met you either in the 2008-2009 season. Um, you were, want to touch on, you were inducted in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame a few years back as, a, as an ultimate fan yourself. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, actually, what it is is the uh, it's the uh, the acronym is PFUFA, Pro Football's Ultimate Fan Association. Um, I was inducted in 2009. Uh, our fan reunion is every fame uh, weekend in Canton, Ohio. Uh, we have uh, floats that are in the uh, Tim Kid Hall of Fame parade that we uh, march in or ride on the floats or however you choose to uh, to do. Uh, we also have a lot of charity things. I'll come back. J. I know he was, he was uh, falling off. He was having audio issues. Ohio. So he ended up coming back. And it, it's a lot of, Hatchet, uh, as far as lot of, like, very yourself. Unfortunately, was, uh, um, found it, a lot of there he is. John, you were cutting in and out. So the, the, your, your, the audio was, was coming in and out, and then you popped out. Can you and hear me now? frozen. Yep, I can hear you now. Although you look, your picture looks frozen. Try it again. There you go. Now you're moving. There, there you go. You, are. you got yeah, me. Yep, you're good. Yep, you're good. Can hear you. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So we have uh, there's a, a rec center that's uh, in 2000 uh, that we uh, J. Babe Stern Center that we we help support and everything. And we we bring a lot of school items like like 300 some backpacks full of school items. We donate bikes and, and skateboards and, and all kinds of stuff to these families up to give to these kids that you know they can't normally uh, afford to be able to do it that way. They can spend their money on on food and bills and things that, they, that are much more important to these families. That's great. I mean, as far as you know, you, you know, I you know, I know you've been around 
Have you been to like every stadium in the NFL? Uh, I I have five stadiums that I still need to hit. Uh, Indianapolis, I will knock off the list this year. That'll leave me with four. Uh, eventually, I will get to that point. For a while, you know, obviously it was it was going to be tough for the AFC stadiums because we used to play them every um, every you know once every eight years. But now with the 17th game and then the addition of the you know the odd game or anything, these AFC teams will come around a little more often. So. Eventually, I'll get it knocked down. But like I said, I have five left, but knocking off Indy uh, in November this year, that'll leave me with four stadiums left. Sean, back in 2004, there was a song called Let's Go T.O. I forget who sang it, but it was pretty big. You know, when the Eagles got T.O. that year, the freak Javon Curse. And could you talk a little bit about that song that you were like in the very beginning? I know you're like, it's our year. Yeah, there was a guy by the name of uh, I think I believe his nickname was Old Head, and uh, he they had gotten a hold of me and asked me to take part in it and stuff. And all I did was just you know the, you know, the I think it was like a little course in like let's go to that kind of thing in the background and stuff just to kind of get some voiceover and stuff. But it was unbelievable. I, I remember the first training camp uh, when in Lehi. I mean, all the all the roads were backed up. I mean, it was taking hours, literally hours, to get into Lehigh campus because everything was so backed up. They had, I think, 25,000 people up there for the mm -hmm. practice. It was just absolutely insane. I, I mean, something that, you know, just like, like even A.J. Brown said those stuff with the open practice here at the link. 30,000 people. Right. Like, you kidding me? This is a practice. We get 30,000 people for a practice? See, this with, he's like, this is, I love this city. That's that's what I love the city. But so these fans show up for everything. It doesn't matter how little it is or what it means or it doesn't mean anything. These fans will show up when it comes to the Eagles. Lucky some stadiums don't even get thirty thousand every Sunday for a home game, which is a which is a disgrace. Here for that, I remember in, right. was it? Uh, I think it was a few years ago when we played uh, in L.A. against the Chargers at that StubHub Arena. It's a soccer stadium. They right. seat about thirty thousand people in there, and I think we had about twenty five thousand Eagles fans in there. They said wow. they'd never been run over by a fan base like that, including Kansas City and the Raiders. They said it was right. insane. They couldn't believe it. Oh yeah, it was like a sea of green everywhere. Oh, Barry, Barry yes, th thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, thank you for having me. How how do you uh, maintain just keeping up with everything in your in your fan cave as far as you know the upkeep and changing everything out and stuff? I'm sorry, I, I didn't I didn't quite understand your question. No, I was asking how do you like maintain just everything you have in your fan cave? As far as the upkeep and how do you do it? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Uh, first of all, you got to be a little nuts. <laughs> which hey, I'm I nuts. I qualify for that. Now, I uh, it's to me, it's it's not work. Whatever I do, you know, I, I I'll clean up. I'll do I'll do the, the sweep the floors and whatever. I, I I love it. This room, it's my passion. It, it's what i've dedicated uh, my life to basically and uh it's it's what i like to do i i love people i always have loved uh people i love to be around people and when when i'm surrounded by the the wonderful friends and and family and here on game day sean you can attest to i have i have some of the greatest friends anywhere and uh the love that's in this room in fact on on this past sunday when I was greeting everybody when they were when they were leaving and, and going out and they would stop and talk to me and I'd get my hugs and 
from the women and my and and from the guys. Uh, my good friend Terry Frankowiak, he gave me a big hug. He says, "You know what, Barry?" He said, "I want to tell you something. If the world had more hatchets, locker rooms throughout the world, we'd have world peace." And I thought that was pretty cool. That really touched me. I and that that's that's the feeling that you get in here. It uh, it's more than just football. It, it's it's just more than football. And every little. Every little trinket, I don't care from the smallest trinket to the most expensive thing or the most collectible item that I have, they all mean something uh, very special to me. And I will, as long as I'm here on this, on this earth, I will never, I'll never sell any of them. Uh, it, it's just, and I, and to this day, you would think, well, uh, the, the guy, the nut, he has enough. He, he doesn't need to get any more memorabilia. But I'm looking all the time. I, I, all the time, I'm looking for memorabilia. And, and my wife, uh, thank God, she goes along with it. I, I really should have been in divorce court about 40 years ago. <laughs> I come up with. But no, she, she loves people too. And, and at first, when, when, I first, when I first married, she didn't know a football from a cantaloupe. I mean, <laughs> she had no use for the, the games on Sunday. Her, her and her girlfriends, they would go out shopping on a Sunday. But little by little, little by little... Somebody's calling. I'm sorry about there that. Little by little, I'm sorry about that. Little by little, I, I, she warmed up, and now she's as nuts as I am. When she's out and about shopping, I'll get a phone call. Hey, honey, you'll never guess what I just found in, in Philadelphia Eagles, and she'll come home with, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess that, that's why our marriage has lasted so long because we're both crazy. <laughs> hey. This is the great part when you're live is that when things get inserted, as you're talking about yeah. the phone call, and there's the phone call. Hey, I, I'm old school. I still play eight-track tapes. I don't know how to mute that phone. I don't know how to shut it off. I'm sorry about that. Barry, Barry, let me, Barry, let me ask you something real quick. You mentioned with your uh, memorabilia, you're always looking for something. You know, you're always always on the hunt, if you will, uh, you know, being what a memorabilia. <laughs> what do you I have don't know. Say? I don't. I don't really have anything. I mean, I have a few oh, Philadelphia oh. Phillies stuff, but I don't know anything. I like but, the uh, Phillies too, but the locker okay. room's all Eagles. <laughs> um, no, but uh, is there anything uh, that you're? You would, is there anything that you're looking out for specifically that you would would like to add to the collection? I mean, I, it looks like you got a great collection, obviously. But uh, you know, is there anything specific that that you would like to add to the collection from maybe a Super Bowl win that they had in 2018 or anything of that nature? Well, I have I have the one of my prized possessions. My wife bought me for she she gave it to my birthdays in April. And uh, getting close to my birthday in 2018, she says, honey, I want you to know I ordered you something for your birthday, and I don't know if it's going to be in, but it's not only for your birthday, it's for, your, for our wedding anniversary, it's for Christmas. So I knew it was something great. Well, anyway, I think it was in May that uh, the FedEx truck pulled up here, and it was an exact replica of the uh, Lombardi Trophy, and it was signed by uh, MVP of the Super Bowl, Nick Foles. So I oh, have wow. that in the uh, curio wow. cabinet here. That uh, that that's very dear to me. First of all, my, my wife got it for me, and and because it means so much to me. I'm, I saw the championship games. You know, I was little for the first uh, 1960. I wasn't I wasn't that old, but I remember watching it with my dad, and uh, I was so excited for the one when we played Oakland. I thought we would I, we really should have won that game. We had a better team, but we didn't. And then in 2000 2004 when 
when we lost uh, uh, to New England with they when they cheated that time and were watching our practices. Uh, that's that was a tough break. So to finally get be able to say we're we're now Super Bowl champions. That uh, what a thrill! It was a thrill of a lifetime for me. Yeah, yeah. But like as far as the memorabilia goes, I, I have everything from. Chuck Benaric all the way up to uh, the current, the Jalen Hurts, uh, uh, every oh, Lane Johnson, Kelsey. I, I have their signed jerseys up. And well, Sean, Sean was here Sunday. He saw what uh, I would like to find. If anybody's watching this that has a Chuck Benaric signed jersey, I would be interested in in uh, talking about that. I had the pleasure of meeting Chuck Benaric at uh, up at Lehigh. And like Sean said, that was that was really great up there, where the where the uh, we could all go there and, and be part of a training camp. We used to go up on in the morning. We would do the morning session, then we would go have lunch at a tavern in Hellertown, which wasn't far away from Lehigh, and then we'd go back for the afternoon practice. But when we went for lunch at this tavern, I saw Chuck Benary walking across the parking lot with a woman who I assumed was his wife. And I said, I just happened to say, oh, my word. I said, that's Chuck Benary. Dawn didn't know who Chuck Benary, my wife didn't know. She said, Who's that? Said, he's one of the greatest Philadelphia Eagles of all time, maybe the greatest. And the waitress heard me. I said to my wife, I said, don't bother him. She says, we have a football in the truck you can get. I said, don't bother him. He's here to have with his wife. That waitress heard me say that. And about 15 minutes later, I felt a death grip on my shoulder. I thought it was going to break my collarbone. <laughs> Who's the punk at this table that is afraid to ask me for an autograph? <laughs> that would be me, Mr. Benary. That man sat there at our table, I'll bet a half hour. He held my grandkids on his lap. And we had such a nice visit. He, he, he signed a football. He says, go get that football. So I signed, he signed the football. And he, he took a picture. He signed that with the inscription eight Hall of Fame. Uh, I think it was 60. No, he was number was 60, whatever the date he went into the Hall of Fame. And he was supposed to come here to the locker room. Uh, in fact, his daughter lives here in Berks County. I never I never got to meet her, but he wanted to come to the locker room to see it. And of course, he passed away. But I, I would really love to have a signed uh, the Narek uh, jersey if anybody out there has one. Mm. Well, for now, we'll throw it out there on social media and make sure to see if someone – I'm pretty sure someone has to have it somewhere. And, by the way, You're Robert, right. who's uh, normally behind the glass, uh, Barry, he says, are you Mel Brooks? I'm I'm sorry, what? He, Robert wants to know. <laughs> he thinks it's Mel Brooks that's on with us. He, he doesn't know it's obviously – it's you, Barry. But he thinks that he – and he's saying that you look like Mel Brooks. Well, actually, you know, I, I, I don't get that a lot. I do get a lot that I look like Brad Pitt. And Bradley Cooper, <laughs> I get that quite a bit. The women, you know, it's not easy being a sex symbol. I got to fight them off. I got to tell you the truth. Uh, and that's Dylan's problem. Dylan, he's got to, it, listen, the kid is 14 and a half years old. You know, he says that he's 20. He's about 14 and a half years old. So he's, he's uh -huh. getting up there age-wise. But he, he's the same way, too. And and yes, he does, by the way. Face. Yeah, it, that's what it is. Although he is a tree, though. He's about six foot two. On, on a sunny day, he's about six foot four. Uh, but oh, wow. yeah, it, he's a tall one, but Sean, uh, first of all, thanks for late coming into the show here. I know you had some business to take care of, but, uh, by any way, or by any chance, do you have any questions for both either Sean and or Barry? I don't know if Sean's frozen. I think he is. Yeah, yep. I think he is frozen. Yeah. He is frozen. Okay. 
He hope, getting, his beauty, come back. getting his beauty shot, if you will. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now, you guys talk about as far as the money that was spent, Barry, both you and, and Sean, as you said. And by the way, Sean, to, to give stuff away in, in the charities, I mean, that. first of all, you have to have a, a, a huge heart for that stuff because everybody knows, listen, we all have mementos. Where It could have been from us from our childhood. It could have been something that, that was that was given to us at, at one point or another. And we know like certain things you don't want to part away from. And so I, I applaud you and thank you for what you do as far as giving away your, you know, the items that I'm pretty sure were near and dear to you. But as you guys were collecting, I, I, I don't care if it's a pair of shoelaces. Did one thing, that, and both you and Sean, uh, uh, Sean, sorry, and Barry, Barry, I'll, I'll have you go next. But Sean, is there something still that you have within your collection that is something that's the probably the one thing that you will have until the day of your sunset? Well, it's still hard for me to believe that I even have it, but in um, 2018, the uh, first preseason game after uh, we had won the Super Bowl, uh, a few people came up to me in the head house plaza and yeah, they greeted me, you know, welcome back. And, you know, now we can finally say we're Super Bowl champions. And it was a gentleman, two women, and they handed me a, a small box. And they said, check this out. So I opened it up and it's a Super Bowl ring. That's pretty cool. It's nice. And these guys like, you know, you know, try it on. So I'm like, all right. So I tried it on, took it back off, put it back in the box, handed it back to them. And they started laughing. They said, well, what are you laughing at? I mean, you know, what are you laughing at? And they're like, well, why are you giving it back? I said, well, I'm giving the ring back. They're like, Sean, did you look at the damn ring? I said, well, yeah, of course I looked at it. He said, would you please open the box and look at the ring? So I pulled back. I opened up the box, look at the ring again. Didn't realize that my name was engraved on the side of it. Wow. 14 people I gotten together and it chipped in and um, got me, you know, and it was available to the public as well, but they got me a Super Bowl ring and they, they got it with uh, one with the real diamonds in it. And my hand, needless to say, was shaking and stuff. And I, I, you know, I almost broke down, to be honest with you. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? I said, I don't understand. I don't get this. And the gentleman was like, well, do you remember back in March when I had asked you if you thought you would be getting a ring? I'm like, well, I'm not going to get a ring. He's like, well, I said, I don't work for the team. He's like, yeah, but dude, everything you've done over the years, all the community stuff you've done, everything, all the lives you've touched and stuff like that, you don't think you deserve something? I said, no, I don't. Honestly, I don't. Anyway, he asked for my intangibles, you know, information about the ring, blah, 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 what would I want on it, whatever and stuff. And I gave him everything, didn't think anything about it. Well, come that first preseason game in August, they handed me this box and it's got the, you know, the, the Super Bowl ring, you know. And they made it a point to tell me that, you know, they said, look, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we, we made sure we upgraded it and got you the real diamonds and stuff. And there were 14 wow. of us that got together, and they didn't want to mention any names and stuff like that. And I said, well, look, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that all quiet. I said, I don't even know what to tell you, but other than just thank you. And I just gave them all a hug and stuff. And and so that's probably the one thing there. I have some, like, a signed dirt jersey from Dawkins and a couple other, like Brandon Graham, two of my favorite all-time Eagles and stuff like that. And they mean a lot. Everything means something, but that ring is just is just something that I, I, can, I can't even get over. Even to that, now that I'm thinking about it, I still can't believe that, you know, that they, that even happened to me. It's unreal. Why especially that? when I, especially when I ran any, you know, Saturday, Sean, I mean, that was, that's a phenomenal ring. I mean, that was just like really nice, you know, you know, people were turning, you know, all the stuff you've done over the years with charity and giving back and stuff. Just 
Beautiful well, I mean, so that's, what it's, that's what it's about, man. I mean, like, right. you know, all the publicity they've gotten, yeah, that's fun and everything. Like I said, I enjoy right. it and I have fun with the camera and stuff like that, everything, but and that's all fun and stuff like that. But if you could touch somebody's life, I mean, all the opportunities that have been given to me, people ask me to come out and, and take part in their events and stuff and to come to speak to their kids. And I've gone to schools mm-hmm. to talk about drugs and, and bullying and peer pressure and all kinds of other stuff like that. And I've had people come up to me five and 10 years later thanking me for sometimes you know saving my daughter's life or saving my son's life or you know i had a, a couple came up uh, they they paid for my groceries at the supermarket one time i'm like what are you doing like well they told me what they did that their daughter was 16 at the time going through um battling cancer and she's now 26 and has a three-year-old daughter and she said the three words that got her and everything were you got this she had the words you got this tattooed on the inside of her wrist i nearly broke down in the supermarket wow it was just unbelievable i'm like it, it just you know that stuff is, means more to me than anything else. Yeah, it is. Hey, that's that's something else. And Barry, before I get to you with this, with the with the same question, as far as you know, the the biggest momentum for momento, sorry, that you end up having. So Dylan, he, he, again, like Fuji, he doesn't say much. The highest piece that he has. So after the Super Bowl, Dylan was hanging around uh, Ray J Stadium, and somebody actually crumbled up a, a piece of paper that uh, Tom Brady had wrote on there saying that we suck, and he, he folded it all up, and he threw it to the side, and Dylan picked it up. He still has it to this day. It's not worth anything whatsoever, but I, I'm just amazed he still <laughs> held on to it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I will say I have a great story um, from the Super Bowl, and I will, I will say this. My buddy who I work with, he got Tom Brady signed his name on, a, on his arm, and he got it tattooed at the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl parade. So I will say that was something that you showed me recently that I thought was was kind of neat, just something that I think is, is a neat kind of memento type thing. But I know this is Eagles, so. Yeah, that's fine. Listen, we, I, of course I have it's fun at the Bucks' expense, but uh, we of course we do talk about the Bucks around here. So I, I always say it in jest because I don't – I don't hate the Bucks by any means whatsoever, and Fuji don't even get started. But I, I don't hate <laughs> the Bucks because we do go around the NFL when it comes, you know, pregame Sunday. So it's just one of those things. But before he gets a, a smart guy, but Barry, what is the item in your house? Obviously, the one before the one that your wife got gave you. What other item did you have prior to that one that will stay with you until the same thing until your sunset? Well, it's it's not the most valuable. But uh, it's a uh, signed jersey by uh, Keith Byers. Remember him, number 41? Oh, yeah. Great running back from Ohio State. And I'll tell you why it means it means a lot to me is uh, we were going for uh, most of the things I got we got in here. We, we uh, went to places that were fundraisers for uh, charity for uh, and basically for children for the pediatric cancer. And this one was for cystic fibrosis. And it was at the Bors building in Philadelphia. And we went there. And before we left, my, my dear mom was still living. And I called her on the phone. I said, hey, mama. I said, I'm going down to this fundraiser tonight. And they're going to have an auction there and a Chinese auction and a, and a live auction. What do you want me to bid on? What player would you like me to, to get? Now, this is back in the, uh, uh, the ni- early, early 90s, I think it was. And she said, oh, you know, Barry, I love Keith Byers. I just love him. I said, well, I'll see if they, if they have anything there. I'm going to try to get it for you. Mom. So now we go there and the, and the place is packed. And, and we had a table, I think, of, of 10. And we had, uh, 
Oh, my word. I can't think of his name. Anyhow, we had an Eagles player sitting with us. He was a quarterback, too. He used to play for Atlanta, and I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. But uh, we're sitting at the table, and I'm the kind of I – don't, I don't drink a lot. And when I drink, I get really happy. So we're, we're, we're drinking. I'm drinking, I should say. And they start this live, the live auction. And lo and behold, they hand, they hold up 41 Keith Byers. 100 bucks. So, okay, 100. Anyhow, to make a long story short, this went on and on and on. And there's a woman on the other end. Now, the Boris building is a pretty big, pretty big room we were in. All the way on the other end, and she's she's outbidding me every time I would make a bid. I mean, it should have went for two, three hundred dollars. It keeps going up and up and up and up. Jeez. And I and and the, uh, the guys at my table, my friends, would say, "Hatchet, are you going to let a woman outbid you? Come on, you wimp!" Six <laughs> hundred. So anyhow, it went up to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Then, but wow. but my mom wanted it. And I, I ended up getting that for uh, 750 bucks and brought it on. Of course, my mom was, she was elated. She, she thought that was so great that I did that. And that means a lot to me because that's what my mom wanted. And I was able to, to get that. And I have it proudly hanging up here in the, in the room. But here's the deal. About two weeks after this fundraiser, he was traded to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> After I got Jeez. my wife will never let me. How's that jersey doing there for you, Barry? That not <laughs> one of my uh, smarter moves, but because my mom wanted it, that's what means uh, means an awful lot to me. So I would never never get rid of that. No. Hey, real quick, I just want to let you know that I found somebody that has a signed Bednarik jersey, and I could talk to you about it at a later time. Awesome, beautiful. Wow, Thank you, Sean. You're the man. Awesome. That's quick. And by the way, Robert, uh, he says he used to work at a club in Dallas, uh, Texas, uh, obviously. And then the whole Cowboy team came in for the night and was cool. We got to take a few pictures with the team and shake some hands. So, uh, the, and Ed, Robert is an Eagles fan, but he did spend some time, as he told us, away from Pennsylvania. So, I mean, he, either way, yes, we are not Dallas fans. We all know this. There's a big hate rivalry when it comes between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, but either way, listen, even if you go in there and, and, and you get an experience like that, it, it's a pretty cool experience. And you know, that's the one thing, as Barry, you talked about it beforehand, and, and young Dylan here doesn't understand because he's come into a championship town as of late. But, you know, for those of us who had to wait 52 years, and you talk yeah. about like our families, our friends, everything else, that night when we all got the experience, that Super Bowl win, for the amount of people that went to the graveyard – to visit their family, you know, whether oh, yeah. it was a mom, dad, friends, uncles, you name it. It I don't think any other team in the NFL could ever understand that because it was it was so long that we waited for that moment. And we hope that we have to wait another 52 years because Lord knows right. I'd be way gone after that one. Dylan would only be about 18 at that point, but that's besides the point. But uh, <laughs> you know, the, the big thing is is that we hope that we don't have to wait. But yeah, listen, it, I, I can't. Those memories, it, it to me, it was just like it happened yesterday. And I'm pretty sure yeah. for everybody else, I just hope that we don't have to wait that long. The Eagles right now are the front runners. As a lot of places, you know, a lot of media outlets are saying, Michael Irvin's been talking about it, they're expecting for the Eagles to win a division. Now, our national correspondent who's not on with us tonight, Ryan Neff, says that if we don't win a division with Dak Prescott being out for the next six weeks, that shame on us. It doesn't matter if Dak was going to be in or out. 
it doesn't matter because the Cowboys aren't doing anything at all this season because they're not playing as a team. They continue to play as individuals, and those three points that they put up on, what was it, Monday night? Whatever heck it was, Sunday night? That proves, yeah, that proves how much of a collapse collapse will end up happening. But you know what? Originally, I was all about firing Mike McCarthy. I think they should keep him in there for the next five years. Therefore, we'll oh, go ahead and have it easy breezy. Absolutely. Don't fire him. Keep him in there. And I hope Jerry <laughs> Jones lives to be 300 years old and he never gives <laughs> up the team. Yeah, here exactly. in, my, in, in my locker room, in the ladies' room, in the men's room, I have the Dallas Cowboys logos airbrushed into my toilets. That's what I <laughs> think of awesome. Dallas Cowboys. That's awesome. My, my wife booked a surprise trip one time to one of the islands, and she said to me, honey, I just got to – I'm not going to tell you where we're going, but we have a, a stopover. What do they call it? A layover, layover. In, in Dallas at the airport in Dallas. I said, get a hold of the travel agent and cancel it. I am not going into Dallas, Texas. She said, we're only going to be in for a half hour. I said, all I got to do is see one stinking Dallas Cowboy fan and I'll be in jail. I can't stand them. I never, <laughs> I never could and I never will. That's why I got my toilets airbrushed at Dallas Cowboys. Barry, what do you? What, 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 what about the Bucks logo? What, 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 about, what about the Bucks? Logo? Well, if I make the locker room bigger, like I'd like to, I, I might throw a toilet in there with the Buccaneers uh, <laughs> logo. <laughs> I just well, want that. Just for you, Dylan, I'm going to do that, maybe. Okay, okay, that's fair. No, I mean, I, you could. I'm going to say you could take the creamsicle logo. We were like 0 and 24. We were basically garbage during that, those years. So you can just take that. Take that logo for The Eagles had a lot of lousy teams. You know, we we suffered through that too. So yeah, I feel yeah. I, I know what you. I know what you're I going. Think it was through. actually 0 and 26, Dylan. I went 26 and we gave up I on Steve so. Young and he wanted to go win a Super Bowl with, with San Francisco. So <laughs> sure did. Yeah. Well, listen, it, as we wrap up the show here, the one thing, you know, it's funny because they talk about th- there's, well, two, a couple things here. One is Dak Prescott, speaking of the Cowboys, heads towards the locker room, right? And, they, and they've always talked about the Eagles fans and batteries mm-hmm. and Santa Claus and this and that. And they throw stuff at Dak Prescott. But boy, how the media, doesn't even say a word about it yeah. as it almost came in contact with Dak. Then yeah. you have Russell Wilson. Again, people talk about how, oh, my God, Philly, they boo everybody. Russell Wilson, 10 years that he gave to Seattle, and he gets welcomed back to a bunch of boos. He's a quitter. He's this and that, right? That's number two. And then you have the Detroit fans fighting Detroit fans after the Eagles game. But yeah. again – it wasn't mentioned out there unless you happen to have what TikTok or Instagram or something else like that. Yeah. So it's just to me, it's always funny how Philly always gets a bad rap, but it's yes, never ever put out there when it's any other team. But listen, it's all right. Well, how about you know when the Niners played at Candlestick and when the Raiders played in Oakland, people were getting stabbed. You don't see Eagles fans or Philly fans stabbing anybody out there. I mean, That's here, right. I mean, we yeah. still get the bad rap, which is a disgrace. Yeah, we it fires you up to no end. Mm-hmm. It does. But it's, it's all right. And it, it eventually, every everyone, the, the tides turn. Everybody knows if you come to Philly, Philly is just a hard blue collar city. I've said it year in and year out. If you can't, I know New York has that slogan if you can't make it here, you can't make it anywhere. Whatever, pish posh applesauce. Because in Philly, mm-hmm. Philly, you have to have tough skin. I will say that. And it continues, even though I moved down to the Tampa area. Same way, you still have to have tough skin because that's the way we were all brought up with with that toughness, just that's that mentality right. that you know 
If, even if you live in a trice area, whether you're Jersey or Delaware, it's just the way it was. And it, it continues to be that way, except for one person that's, that's, that's somewhere in DC that that toughness is not even there, but that's, that's another show for another day. But regardless, listen, gentlemen, Barry, Sean, thank you for joining us tonight. I really do appreciate you guys coming on and I'm pretty sure we'll have you back on throughout the season. So we can talk about what the Eagles are in or not doing. So thank you gentlemen both for coming on tonight. Thanks for having I us. Really I really had a good time. time. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Fuji, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yes. Before you guys go, make a prediction for Monday night. So I'm, I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win by 14 points. 14 points. And and it, it may, be, may be more because uh, they want to get that taste out of their mouth and uh, – especially on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of people writing off the defense if they're not this or not that. Hey, when you add that many new pieces and you don't get to play that much together in in, in the preseason, it's going to take some time for the chemistry to develop. And there's there's a lot of great players on that defense, and I, I look for them to come out smoking fire hot on Monday night and, and put it to uh, Minnesota. I hope, anyway. I'm yeah. going to say 36, 13 birds. I like it. I like and, uh, it. Dylan, you, you can not, not the birds. What do you uh, think? I'll, I'll make a, I'll doing? make a, I'll make a prediction. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'll go 30, make 23, right uh, Buffalo bills over Tennessee Titans. Z a game on Monday night football. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's that Eagles game though. I'll be honest. It, it's going to be really good. I, I'm excited to watch Monday night football on Monday. It's going to be uh, two very, very good matchups. Will happen hey, and real quick, Dylan and uh, and Angel, you guys are both obviously in Tampa Bay. I'm good friends with Big Nasty, and I'm sure you know, being Angel, uh, uh, Dylan being a uh, Bucks fan, like you know who Big Nasty is. Oh so yeah. Him, when I'm I'm good friends with him, I can tell myself. But when you see him, tell him Sean Young said hello. I will. I will. I'll be working game days, so I'll, if I see him at game day, I'll, I'll let him know. So. All right, brother. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're putting Dylan in, in the welcome mat. Not he's not gonna be the welcome committee. He's gonna be the welcome mat. So people are just gonna step over and say thanks for coming to the Bucks. <laughs> just kidding, Dylan, of course. But listen, thanks to everyone who tuned in and to our sponsors, Tampa Joe's 9316 Road out there in beautiful Tampa, Florida. It's a hops giving a jump, as Fuji learned last week. It is close by. So if you guys are just coming down for a visit, heading out to Clearwater, maybe down to St. Petersburg. No matter what the occasion is, go to TampaJoes.com. Check out the menu and the drinks, the excellent staff. And once again, thank you for everyone who supported us this past Sunday. We hope that Monday night, we know it's kind of tough during the week for people to go out there, but it doesn't matter what day of the week you go to Tampa Joe's. It's always a great place with some serious food and tons of fun. Also, for Philly Sports Trips and PhillySportsTrips.com, for every Eagles away game that is not completely sold out and booked out yet, please visit and you can go right through our website and book your trip broadstsouth.com click on philly sports trips and book your your flight to the next game from what i understand the buses are completely packed and don't forget everyone the broad street blue excuse me the broad street i'm thinking about the actual line the broad street south bus will actually be driven by the godfather so don't forget if you want to get on the uh, bus with the godfather make sure that you get on that one because it's going to be a lot of fun that one and also for larry gilman and lgdirect.net if you guys need payment solutions for your credit card terminals please visit lgdirect.net also for your sports apparel if you need hoodies T-shirts, you name it. Please visit lgdirect.net. And for Debbie, my producer, or Studio B, for Dylan out here in Tampa, Fuji out in the Northeast, gentlemen, I thank you. And for everyone else, 
Have a great weekend. Don't forget to God bless your own family if they're going through it. And we hope that God is always with us and by our side. And Fuji, take us out. Go Birds! Go Bluebirds! Go birds.